Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. Turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 9 this morning is where we're at as we go through the Bible verse by verse, and we're in the message titled, Power. Verse 3, it says, And he said to them, Take nothing for the journey, neither staffs, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics apiece. He basically could have said, Don't take anything with you. <laughs> but he kind of he breaks it down for them. Don't take any food. Don't take any money. Don't take a staff. Don't take an extra change of clothes. Just go. This, he's basically telling them, you know, God is all you need. You guys, you guys have probably read the story, hopefully you've read the stories, maybe even, you know, the Heroes of the Faith book at least of George Mueller, right? George Mueller Bristol, the guy who opened up the orphanages. He had five huge orphan houses, hundreds of beds in each houses. It would cost millions of dollars a year to feed and clothe all those kids and take care of them. Do you know why he opened those orphan orphanage houses? Do you know why he did it? Huge orphan problem? Yeah, that was that, but that wasn't why. Because he loved kids? Yeah, he did, but that wasn't why. You know why he did it? He did it because he saw in his church, and he was a pastor, George Mueller was a pastor, and he saw in his church, people don't trust God. They don't believe in God. They don't believe God will do things in their lives. They don't believe that God provides. They don't believe, they don't live by faith. They're just living by their paycheck. They're just living by their own work. And he said, so I'm going to open some orphan houses and we're not going to ask anybody for any money. We're not going to tell of any of our needs. We're not going to publish anything that is needed at all. And we're going to pray that God would give us a house. And then we're going to pray that God would give us staff. And so he did. They started praying, him and his wife, just started praying for a house. And the Lord provided a house. And they started praying for staff. And the Lord, you know, people started approaching them. And, and people said, yeah, you know, I want to come. And they didn't give them any money. They had to pray for their own needs. And they couldn't. The, the rule was you couldn't tell anybody what your needs were. You just had to ask God to provide for you. And so the staff and the staff was funded and the, and the, the people were coming to the, the house and, and ready to work there, but they made a mistake. And he realized in the first mistake that George Mueller made was something really obvious because they just thought that orphans would show up and people would start signing up orphans, filling out applications for these kids who were left on the street, but they had no orphans. He said, Oh, we forgot to pray for orphans. So they started to pray for orphans, and then the orphans started to come. And then as the orphans came, they started to pray for provision for those orphans because God is going to take care of the kids, isn't he? And he wanted he wanted people to see, so they'd only every year they published the results of all the things, all the answered prayers that God had done for the previous year so that the church would see, you know what, God does answer prayer and God does work miraculously. And it's, it's kind of a beautiful thing. You know, I always love to get my kids involved when it comes to prayer because I know that, you know, sometimes I have more faith for them than I have for me. I know that, you know, I feel like I deserve to be disappointed, but I know that God won't disappoint them. And so when my wife broke her guitar, 
I gathered the kids together. It was risky, right? It was risky because I, I was going to let them see supernatural or I was going to let them see God not come through, right? And so I gathered all my kids together and I said, hey guys, mom broke her guitar. It's my fault. I forgot to fix the chair. She was sitting in a chair and fell out, broke the guitar. I said, mom broke the guitar. We need to pray that God gives her a new guitar. And so we began to pray. And I said, we want to pray that God gives her a guitar that's worthy of worshiping him. And within two weeks, $2,350 came in. It happened to be Veterans Day. We were able to buy the guitar that she had her eye on. She'd had her eye on for a while. And it was just a miraculous thing. We didn't tell anybody she broke her guitar. Somebody just knocked on her door and said, hey, the Lord told me to give you this money. And then it was a thousand bucks. And then another thousand bucks came the next day. And then we went and I did a funeral and the guy gave me 350 bucks for doing the funeral. And I was almost offended that he gave it to me because I was like, I didn't want you to give me any money for this. Lord told me to. And, and so in short order, we had her new guitar. Same thing when my son, blood pouring out of his ears in extreme pain, his eardrum burst. Okay, kids, he went into the doctor. The doctor says it's 80 some percent gone or whatever she said. Okay, kids, let's pray. Jaron's eardrums busted. This was just a couple months ago. And I guess it was mid, midsummer. And, and we, we got the kids around him. We prayed for him. We went on vacation. <laughs> he was supposed to stay out of the water. You think he'd remember? Kids. But he, we got him back and, and he's like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Dad, I'm fine. No more bleeding. Nothing. No more pain. We go back to the doctor and I even got to look in there. Perfectly healed. Perfectly healed. A witness to my kids. So they, they've seen God's work. They've seen God, God can do things. I, I love what they did at the WEC School of Evangelism. Years ago, Brother Andrew went there before he started his mission taking Bible, smuggling Bibles into communist countries. But Brother Andrew was at this school in Glasgow called WEC School of Evangelism. And at the school, they actually did the same thing. Don't take anything with you. They, they would actually give them one pound, one British pound, and they would tell them, we want you to go to these cities. We want you to hold evangelistic meetings, rent halls if you need to rent halls, buy materials if you need to buy materials, buy refreshments if you need to buy refreshments, and hold evangelistic meetings for this amount of time. And then when you come back, we want you to, you have to pay back the pound. And one of the students said, well, we're going to be taking a lot of offerings, aren't we? And he's like, no, you're not allowed to take any offerings. You're not allowed to tell anybody of any needs. All you can do is pray and ask God to show you what to do and, and to provide for what you need. And so they did. They went out, they prayed, they prayed on their faces because, man, we got God's got to provide. And, and at one of the meetings, they had a, a meeting in a public square, and one of the guys told everybody, hey, come back tonight and we'll have tea. Well, they had tea, but he, they looked at him like, what are you doing? We don't have any cake. And in that culture, you have to have cake if you have tea. And everybody would be offended if they came for tea and there was no cake. I'm like, we got to pray. So he started to pray that God would give them cake. And it was, it was a Saturday. It wasn't even a day when the, the post office was coming, but they're just like, Lord, somehow. And then all of a sudden, the postman comes to the door. And they're like, it's not a postal day. And he's like, I know, but this was sitting down at the post office and I didn't want it to go bad. It looks like a cake or something. And they, they gave it to him and they had cake for their meeting and God just provided all the way through. And then they had money to give back, the one pound left to give back when they returned because God provided. 
I was given, I was given the same training, I guess, when I got sent out. You know, Calvary Chapel's not, you know, I mean, I would say it's one of the bigger church planning movements, you know, since the late 60s. But it's not usually like most church planning movements. You know, in, in the sense that, you know, they just send a guy out to a place, you know, he finds a job and he starts a Bible study. And, and that's what I was told when I went to my pastor and he said, Hey, I think we're supposed to go to Emmett. He said, oh, okay, well, all right, we'll just go out there and, and you know, start a Bible study, and if God blesses it, it'll grow into a church, and if not, we'll see you back here. That was it. We weren't given any support. We had some friends who from Calvary Boise that came with us to help us, but we didn't have any support. And and so I remember after we had we got about 40 people, I went back to my pastor, I told him, he says, okay, well, you know, have everybody come and we'll talk to him about the responsibilities of being a church. And, and so he kind of talked to them about giving and those types of things. And, and we went back and we had our kind of our last home group Bible study. And we sat down and I gave everybody a notebook and I said, okay, we just need to write down what we need to have to do church. And this is how green I was. I didn't even know what to do. I remember going to Dan Davis and I said, Dan, how do you plan it? How do you start a church? I mean, I've never done it before. Just 27 years old, I was just a kid. It's like, how do you start a church? And, and the, I love what he told me. It was all I needed to hear. He said, Mike, it's kind of like Nike. You just do it. It's like, okay. I don't know what it was about that, but just like invigorated me. I'm like, okay, let's just do it. And so we went and we sat down with our notebooks and we wrote down everything we needed, you know, chairs and whatever, and we needed a place. And so we started praying, and I, I put a people on it, you know, put a couple of people on the job of finding a place, and a couple of people looked around, and, and, and finally they found the Heritage Place Clubhouse, which is right there behind Albertsons. It's now a house, but it used to be a clubhouse for that, that neighborhood right there. And I, I, we, we got a hold of the guy, Preston, who was the owner, and I talked to him, and I said, hey, I'd like to do that. He's like, yeah, why don't you meet me over there? So I met him over there, and we're walking down the street, and he showed me the building, and I was like, yeah, I think this will work. And he says, you know, I rent this out for a hundred bucks a, a, a hundred bucks a, a use for an hour or whatever. And he says, that's usually what the, the cost is. And, and I remember thinking to myself or praying quickly, silently, Lord, where am I going to get a hundred bucks? <laughs> and he said, but for you, you guys can have it for this all Sunday morning and I'll only charge you 50 bucks. And I was like, wow, that's great. And I thought, where am I going to get 50 bucks? And, and, and he says, but, you probably have to have a service to collect an offering, you, you know, so that you can pay the first rent. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, okay, well, we'll just charge you in the rears. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening. And remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.